This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? It's a, I'm really good this morning. I mean, yeah. It's a beautiful morning out, not yeah. too hot. A nice nice, uh, nice uh, temperature, beautiful, sun's coming up. Yes. It's all good. All good. It's been a long week, so I'm tired, but I mean, it's a good day. Well, no napping on this hour of the radio. <laughs> be throwing things at you to wake you up. Anyway, folks, we appreciate you joining us here at Auto Talk Radio. Um, today, we are going to be talking about uh, uh, proper information to help getting your vehicle diagnosed properly. So, uh, so I'm taking some notes and stuff. If you're having an issue with your vehicle, there's all kinds of ways you can help out, right? Yes. So in uh, in the information on where, when, and how it's doing, it really is helpful. So we'll, we're going to talk some about that. But we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related. You can give us a shout here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, and like I said, we're happy to talk about uh, anything automotive related. Um, hoping today a little bit here. I want to uh, uh, discuss something real quick here. I'm hoping today that uh, I get a call from a uh, young gentleman named R.C. Um, I was uh, uh, corresponding with a gentleman named Brett this week or uh, yesterday, more more to uh, fact. And uh, uh, they're going to do a run for R.C. today, which is called they're calling it the run for R.C., the race car kid. And a little bit about the, this young man, uh, um they, uh, um, he's really into cars and he likes all kinds of cars, luxury cars, uh, sports cars, stuff like that. So, um, if you have a really cool car and you want to be part of this today, um, they are gathering, uh, in front of, uh, uh, Ferrari this morning, uh, they're in, uh, at 10 AM and they're going to do a, uh, a Ferrari of San Diego at 10 AM and they're going to do a run. Uh, past this young man's house so that uh, he can actually see uh, um, all these cars, the cool stuff. So, this is this is like a make a wish thing, right? Well, kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, so for a really good cause, without question, he is really into cars, from what I understand, and this is going to be his eleventh birthday. He might be calling in today, so hopefully uh, he'll give us a call if he can. I'd love to talk to him, but uh, um, uh, they have they have uh, uh, quite a few cars uh, uh, joining this morning, and I and hopefully we can get some more of you guys out there. If you got anything really cool that you could bring and and be part of this, uh, it starts uh, at ten a.m. this morning, and in front of Ferrari is where they're lining everybody up at to go do this. So um, if you got a really cool car, join in. Um, 
because uh, this is uh, a, a dream of his, uh, cars, etc. cetera, um, uh, and uh, really, really good stuff. This is a great cause, So, uh, um, and I know that it's something that uh, he would enjoy. He just turned 11 uh, this last week, so the big 11. So anyway, uh, if you uh, are available and you have a cool car to, to add to it, uh, uh, Mr. Brett Gann uh, reached out to me, and uh, um, he's uh, putting this thing together. And once again, they're calling it the Run for RC, the Race Car Kid this morning. So if you're available and you have a cool vehicle, you may join in. They are, once again, 10 a.m. this morning in front of San Diego Ferrari, Ferrari of San Diego. So, okay, cool stuff for sure. Um, Let's see here. Once again, give us a call, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Uh, anything cool in the shop today or, or this week, Kevin? No, just anything? normal broken cars. It's just normal broken <laughs> cars this week. Not, nothing nothing too cool. A lot, lots of uh, uh, different uh, stuff going through and going on and different car repairs and things like that. I, I, I've had a lot of different problems this year. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if... I, I, just you in general or cars? The cars. <laughs> but I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, people aren't buying new cars. And I, I've seen a lot of older cars this year. So, I mean, uh, and of course, when you start touching an older car, it's been, a lot of times somebody will keep a car and they'll keep it behind their house. And all of a sudden they decide they don't want to buy a new car. They want to fix this car. But so, you know, obviously the car has been sitting for a couple of years now. So, I mean, there's more issues when you start touching it rodents might have been in it because it's you know just things like that they they tend to make make those their home sometimes and it tends to make them a little harder once you get started on something it seems like there's more to it to get the job finished and completed out the door well just more than you see on the surface then you start getting into it and there's other items or yeah you go driving it and you realize hey the tires are vibrating or whatever you know because it's been sitting so even though they looked good and it still was in good dates it's just not good for a tire to sit for two years on one spot, even if they're only three years old. You know what I'm saying? Very true. They do not like that, and they no. tend to flat out, flat spot. Um, well, we have a, I, I know, I don't know if we talked about this on the radio here yet or not, but you, you have a Fiero in right now. Yes. That looks like it drove off the showroom floor. Yes. Um, there's a gentleman that's a customer of ours that collects cars kind of like that, and it's probably, and I'm not kidding, it's black. It, what color is the interior? Gray gray interior or, tan, or is it tan or gray it's 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 a lighter color like okay, that though. okay um but the car looks like it drove off showroom floor and he purchased somewhere and it had it needed a clutch right the clutch was out in it yes all right probably some other things too huh well yeah because the car is let's see 88 i think it's an 80 it's 80 yeah 88 was the last year of Fiero. it's an 88 tony got 24 25 miles on it so the car has sat a lot i did see it it's a beautiful car so no i mean I, well but as we get onto it you know just from so, like when we had the clutch out, the rear main and the and the oil pan were leaking. So he went ahead and did that. But as we were putting it back together, one of the shift cables was frozen up too. Weird thing is, there's no adjustment on those cables, so we're having the shifter's not right yet. So you know, it's just one of those things where you have to. Now we have to start moving the brackets around and stuff to make the shift cables right on it. Yeah. So the throws right on them. Yes. Yeah. That way the gears are all all correct. So it's yeah. all a little attention to detail like that that makes a good job go out the door. And I. Think- I Honestly, that takes longer than actually sometimes the job. <laughs> oh, yeah, correct. No, no lie. And, and making it right, which is important, though. Um, and I believe uh, um, he's the gentleman that called us about uh, um, the 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 heater cores out on that car, too, isn't it? Yes. 
Gotcha. I haven't. I haven't. I was trying to get the transmission stuff done first. So. Make it drivable, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Gotcha. So, well, he bought the car with the clutch issue, and obviously he knew that when he bought it too. I think, or did that happen after he got it? Uh, he must have known about it. Um, it came in. There was. I don't. I don't remember him saying anything about it, especially that time he called on the air. I don't remember him saying anything, but I remember when it got there, it wouldn't move. Yeah, they towed it in. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So I'm assuming that he he knew that it was just he was wondering more about the heater. He already knew he needed the clutch. I think he so he wasn't really wondering about that one. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> very true. So anyway, uh, it's car and work, but what a beautiful car. And yes, we try to be very careful with those because even though it is so low in miles and so beautiful, all the little plastic pieces on it and inside and everything are very touchy. There, you know, and that's the thing. Some of the late, you know, the weird thing is we had a lot of cool cars in the late sixties, early, you know, the seventies. But it seemed like the late seventies, early eighties cars kind of went because you know, first of all, they were most cars. Even the Corvette wasn't even a Corvette in the late 70s, early 80s because they detuned them and all that stuff because of emission problems and all that stuff. So it really wasn't a, a, a cool car, you know. The late 80s, we started getting back to the point where they were going port injected and all that stuff. So there were some really cool cars that started, you know, like you know, like the IROC Z or some of the Mustangs, you know, started some really cool things coming out in the late 80s again. So Correct. And, well, in the late 70s, early 80s, it was all about emissions, fuel mileage. Well, that's what I'm saying. They detuned everything, and nothing was really uh, – There was nobody was really making performance cars at that point. Uh, correct. No. No. The Citation, the Pinto. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuel uh, economy. Only time the Pinto was a performance car was when you yanked yank the motor out and dropped the 302 V8 in it and made it a sleeper. Yes. <laughs> and not that we ever did that, never. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the fun times uh, back in uh, high school, uh, um, taking a, we did several pinto, pintos, and we used to um, me, me and uh, uh, Troy, uh, and we, he he always had a good sleeper pinto that we put a V eight in until he it, liked them Mavericks too. Oh yeah, until <laughs> until it, it wrinkled the roof on the pinto and mm-hmm. blows the window out the back, and then you got to find another pinto to put it in. That's what happened to them when they, people used to do that to what was it the Vega. Chevrolet Vega, they used to like to put V8s in it. It would always crack the windshield because the body would twist on it so bad. Yeah, they were better at taking it than the Pinto was. But uh, um, no, we, and then one time we went out and bought, uh, he, uh, um, because he had that GT Opel, a V4. Yeah. Uh, that thing was like riding on rails. That little car, man, was something else. You could, we, two people could unbolt and you could grab the motor and we could pick it up out because it was aluminum block. You could pick it up out of the car. It's like an air-cooled Volkswagen. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Only lighter. Only lighter. So, all right, folks, give us a call here. Anything automotive-related at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. I know some of you are awake now because I heard you chatting with the Garden Talk guys. So, and uh, good good stuff. Um, but uh, give us a call here. Anything automotive-related. So, um, this morning we're talking about uh, uh, getting your vehicle pair- repaired and you want nothing more than to get the vehicle fixed right the first time, which is the same with us when we're working on cars. We but but we need to to get the information, and sometimes we're dragging the information out. Sometimes it gets left out uh, for for certain reasons. Uh, but if you supply the correct information for your technician to diagnose a vehicle properly, it works out way better, way quicker too for us. We can duplicate what's going on. All too often, you know, um, we get cars, especially this, this really comes down to drivability concerns and noises and those kind of things. When's it happen? How's it happen? You know, why's it happen? You know, as far as uh, 
Um, vehicles climbing a hill, vehicles cold in the morning, vehicle has been driving for a while, vehicle making a left turn, vehicle make a right turn. All these different things can help a technician uh, reproduce the concern and therefore diagnose it a lot quicker. So um, that's kind of one of the things we're talking about today. And we often talk about, uh, uh, tell folks, you know, just kind of make a, a a mental note about, you know, these days about, you know, when it happens, how it happens, you know, was the vehicle, is it when it's first started, like I said, et cetera, because that information can truly help when uh, um, diagnosing a vehicle and make it a lot easier and quicker for the technician to take that information, reproduce your concern. And from reproducing the concern, that's the start of us uh, quickly diagnosing the vehicle usually. So anyway, we're going to take our first break here real quick. But give us a call at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. As soon as we come back, we're going to be talking more about diagnosing your vehicle properly. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, in the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Of course, Brendan at the board over there, looking happy. Got his Padre you shirt on. call in, make sure and wish him happy birthday. It was just his birthday, so he's a very happy fellow today. So hopefully he got some good presents. Oh, you know it. Oh, you know <laughs> it. All right. Well, happy birthday to Brendan. Anyway, folks, give us a call, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group. West Automotive Group consists of West Escondido Automotive. And, am I keeping you awake over there? <laughs> Stop yawning that, in the that, mic. That was quick. It went too fast. I just realized as soon as it happened, like, whoops. <laughs> Well, the West Automotive Group uh, consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and STAR certified, taking care of folks in North County for uh, coming up on 28 years now, I believe. I have to count back, but uh, right around there for quite some time. Uh, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and smog certified out there, taking care of folks in East County for coming up on eight years now. Uh, along with West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, uh, uh, AAA approved and smog certified for over four years now, taking care of folks uh, right there in central San Diego. Uh, and, of course, our newest, which is coming up on uh, two years, actually, huh. uh, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission right uh, here in the Golden Triangle across the freeway from us here, taking care of folks, AAA approved and star certified for, like I said, almost two years now. Uh, all of our employees at the West Automotive Group, along with myself, uh, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. What that means to us is that uh, we'd never recommend a service or repair on your car. We wouldn't recommend to our own family members or, for that matter, 
to her own mothers. And and I really like my mom, so heads up on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? <laughs> I do. She's awesome. Anyway, stop in to have your vehicle service to repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. Um, the West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Um, we have uh, several arms available to help folks out, which is very, very important to us right now, especially during this time. And as you all know, uh, we are have quite a few people, uh, folks and small businesses, people struggling. I mean, right now with what's going on, once again, I'm sure you know we're back into a, 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 a I, I, I don't know how they named the tiers because I, I was thinking about this the other day. We went from red to purple and purple's worse than red. Who 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 does that? You, know, you would think red would be worse because, you know, just like even fires, you know, you got your. OK, I'm going to leave this alone because <laughs> the people that set this up, we don't want to be talking about. But uh, I'm just saying red means danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, more rocket scientists up in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. That's my point. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna. Let the, I'm gonna let this be. I'm gonna move on because we're talking about cars. cars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so we do have these uh, uh, arms available to help you get your car fixed. You can spread the payments out over six months. There is no interest. Um, that's my main point. And just any way we can help folks out for sure. Um, just good stuff. So we're we're here for you. Uh, you can also uh, take advantage of our Certicare transmission diagnosis. Um, where, you know, if somebody's told you or some other place has diagnosed a transmission problem and you're not sure, um, even if you think you are sure, a lot of times it comes out not to be, uh, get into us. Let let um, uh, let us diagnose it for you. Figure out exactly what's wrong because all too often it is not a transmission problem and somebody has diagnosed it as. We've seen this a lot. Um, so best to get it diagnosed properly. We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles uh, at all four locations. Um, you can uh, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just go to westautomotivegroup.com, and from there you can uh, follow us on any of those, and, and we'll uh, and get regular tweets and, and things posted on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, that's westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, you can also, from there, click on the Auto Man segments or Auto Talk Radio, where everything's podcasted, uh, right there on our, our theautomantv.com. Uh, stuff is there where I'm the Auto Man for uh, the CW and in, uh, in, uh, Fox 5. Uh, you can actually see uh, each segment. They're posted weekly um, as they go through. Um, and all of that through westautomotivegroup.com, and you can get there. Uh, you can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. That's autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Give us a call this morning here at uh, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. And I actually made a list of where all of our, our podcasts are all posted. Uh, our va- he, check this out. Uh, our, on the, the Answer San Diego 1170. Uh, Auto Talk Radio podcasts are, are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Radio.com, and TuneIn. How do you like that? I got them all, Brandon. I'm impressed. <laughs> Let's just say that's well, awesome. that's why I made a note. I put it all on my paper so that I went, because that's a lot of places that you can pick up the podcast. So wherever you get your podcast from, I'm pretty sure wherever you listen to podcasts, it's one of these probably because that's pretty much all of them. So uh, if you miss a show, check us out. We're there. It's podcasted. It's put there every single week. So good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's grab Mike real quick. Good morning, Mike. Hey, what's going on there? How you doing, man? 
I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, I got a, an odd code here. I never came across. It's a 07 Chevy Uplander with a PO641, which is an A circuit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever came across that? Is it hey. a particular sensor or is it just a, a circuit, a bus? I got a question. It's a 641. It's a five, it's a five volt reference code, I think, if I'm remembering this right. is the right code. Right. Yeah. That can be like 10 different sensors. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And okay. You know what? And I've noticed almost every single time it's a wire chafing somewhere. Like, okay. Like, okay. uh, and, and you know what? I just started seeing this code lately, too. So that was like when it popped up, I was like, wow. Really? Yeah, it's a strange. I've never came across that one. And it seems like it's kind of a vague. It's not really a sensor, per se, but maybe a series of circuits, I guess. No, and if you start looking at the wiring diagram, too, it's not even. it doesn't make much sense, neither. Because if you look at the wiring diagram, not every one of these. Because it can be like the math airflow sensor, an oil temp sensor, you know, anything that uses a 5-volt reference. But right. but it may right. not be in this. You know you know how some five volt references they'll put three sensors on that same five volt reference. That code, gotcha. you can look at the wiring diagram, mm-hmm. and every one of these will be on their own circuit. And you're like, why why would they use the same code for this? And when it's not even hooked in the same I mean, circuit, it, it's kind of a weird that. thing. But I normally find it by looking around and looking for somewhere where the wires rub through or something like that. I have gotcha. heard of people actually like, especially on the bigger trucks. Well, they'll notice things, something weird, like you put it in reverse and it happens, and they'll catch like the oil sensor dropping out or something like that. And then they'll know, I mean, you know, then you have to go after your oil pressure sensor. Good Lord. Okay. Yeah. This thing just started bucking and uh, really driving kind of funky. Uh, one of the staff members noticed it, and that code came up with a PO172. So I don't know, maybe they're related or. Not so much. It could be. I mean, because, you know, if it was using, you know, whatever, you know, because that was a lean code. So depending on what it was doing there. Also, I noticed this guy, uh, the last one I just did, uh, the guy noticed because it would, it honestly, it has the, you know, the throttle actuators in it. So when it would bring it to reduce power and he'd only have 10% of power when it happened. So it does, it, 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 when it did flick the code, it would, it would cause other problems. Lovely. Okay. Okay, uh, well, looks like the journey continues here then. Yes, it always does. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Hey, man, thanks for the call, Mike. You take care. You got it. Yeah, Bye. take care, man. All right, you got it. Mm-hmm. So uh, bring everybody a little up to speed. That, that A lot of tech talk going on there for just a second, but 5-volt reference. Uh, the computer sends out a 5-volt reference signal uh, that – different sensors use and then they take that five volt reference and from the return signal back to the computer the computer can decipher what the sensor is telling it if that five volt reference drops out and it's not at five volts it's something else then obviously the information coming back from the sensor isn't right and so therefore you get drivability concerns bucking etc that you can get from things so then what happens is there is a lot of sensors on a car that need this five volt reference sent out to them uh, to to and then it adjusts it and it sends back a signal. Like I said, so if that changes, it creates issues. So th- what they're talking about is uh, this five volt reference uh, code has picked up a problem where the five volt and Kevin's right. It can be where a wires chafe through and all of a sudden the, the, the cars move it in the wire grounds and it drops out the sense the signal and then it kicks out this this reference code so more of uh, uh some of the harder things to find because it can be used for so many sensors on a car well exactly and this one doesn't this one doesn't even relate i mean like it's not the same because there'll be 
they'll be, you know, like they'll run like three circuits on that five volt reference wire. Well, this one might affect 10 different sensors. So there's, there's, you know, there's four different wires controlling these ones. So you're like, you'd think there would be a code for every one of these circuits, but there's not. It's just, it's like a generic code almost is what it is. It, it, It just says, hey, we had a five volt reference disrupted for a second. Gotcha. Well, that, that, that can do it. So, and I mean, as far as that goes, and, and, and there's where now you start tracing stuff. Well, and it's one of those, this is one of those diagnoses that can take a while to, it, not, di- the thing about diagnosing sometimes, I mean, unless it's a, you know, it's a, unless it's like right there in your face, but especially when it gets into wiring like this, it's it's not so much, I mean, obviously we know we have a short somewhere. The problem is, it's finding that short to say, hey, this is where we have to make our repair at. So, and this is important for what we're talking about today, information for when you're diagnosing a vehicle, duplicating it, or making it happen. But also, uh, like you said, somebody noticed when they put it in reverse that that this tends to happen, a car shutters or something does that, and then, or you pick that up when dying, and then those, those put you in a direction like, okay, maybe it's in this circuit here, I need to look at this, but those little things, so like, let's say uh, this code was setting uh you put it in reverse and the car would stumble at that point that'd be good information for the driver to say when he brings it in this check engine light keeps coming on the only thing i noticed that is out of the ordinary is when i put it in a reverse the car stumbles or something like that i'm not saying that's what this car is doing i'm just saying that or anything like that or my dad i noticed that all of a sudden uh i put it in the drive and i go to go and the dash lights flicker on the on or the the check engine light comes on right away you know when it or when it's cold or whatever it is, you know, all that information is good to help diagnose a car. Whatever it is that you would, I, I always, cause I always have to explain that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain this. It's not, I mean, it, it, whatever's going to make it easier for me to duplicate the problem, it'll make it easier for me to start my diagnosis. Cause Correct. I can't, if, if I, if, and I get a lot of tickets where people come in and they'll just tell the, tell the service writer it slips. Well, when you we make a statement like that, I'm assuming as soon as I get in the car, it's going to do it. And you go out and get in the car, and I drive the car for 10 minutes, and I still don't have any problems. So, I mean, my genus or general, when you come in and explain something, I just want to, I want to know what you did during your day. So I, I went to work, I drove it around for 45 minutes, and then it, and then as I was on my way home. So now I know that it's like after you've been driving the car all day that it happens, or or it like when I go to go to work in the morning, it only happens when I go to go up a slope. So. I mean, that way you can take the car out and try to reduplicate whatever happened. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and our service consultants try to dig sometimes, sometimes operators of the car haven't, don't haven't notated anything else. So, um, they don't have any other information to give, but that's what we're talking about right now is, is the operator of a vehicle. If you're having a problem like this, that happens and it's not happening. Now, if you, every time you get in the car, you put it in gear, it slips when driving around. Then, I mean, that's what it is. But, I, but if it, you're, you're right. If it's under certain circumstances or after I've been driving for a little bit and I go to climb a hill, the RPMs go, that's great information to have. And uh, we try to get that information so we can pass it on to the technician, obviously, which makes it way easier for the technician to duplicate the well, concern. I don't even have to make it easier. It just makes it. Because we still have to die. You got to remember when you come in and we don't know when it happens. Now we have two problems here because now we have to figure out when it happens. And then once it happens, then we have to figure out why it's happening. So, yeah, it doesn't make it easier to diagnose. That's not what I'm saying. It makes it easier to duplicate. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're looking to do to duplicate it because that's the first step well, of diagnosing. Well, definitely it. quicker. <laughs> For sure. Well, and this is the thing. Most people. A, a car is almost like a lifeline to most people because, I mean, it, you got to get your kids, you know, 
to school, get your get yourself to work, get yourself, you know, activities. What I mean, you know, after school, kids activities, stuff like that. Cars. I mean, people don't realize what how much a car actually means to them until their car is gone. And then when it's, at, you know, at the shop, if you make it easier for us to get to the problem, the quicker we can get the car back to you, too. Absolutely. On a, on a normal, on, you know, on a normal repair. So and that's what all of us want. The customer wants their car back quickly. We want to get it diagnosed, fixed for you, and back to you also, and move on to the next one for sure, because there's always a next one uh, without question when it comes to uh, fixing cars. So uh, the more information we get, the easier it is. All right, folks, give us a call, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock all right folks welcome back to auto talk radio i'm your host brian bowersock uh and we're talking everything cars anything about a car yeah kevin will talk about anything related to a car for sure 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. It's 888-344-1170. I do want to remind folks also, the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell anything else at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are technicians' choice across the nation, for sure. Let me tell you, definitely highest quality batteries out there. So if you need a battery for a vehicle... Jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment, and we'll get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, uh, check them out. At, uh, and I'm telling you, they have batteries for everything. Watch. Oh, watch. Uh, everything. Backup <laughs> batteries for your alarm. If you have an alarm on your house or your business, they have those little batteries. Those little look like little motorcycle batteries or whatever they are. They have motorcycle batteries. They have ATV batteries. They have jet ski batteries. I can keep going on that. And the, you folks know Kevin was gone, and the interstate uh, gentleman came and joined me, and he talked about uh, he does industrial batteries, too. He handles a lot of that for them. So uh, although he works with all, all all types of batteries, but one of his thing is industrial, so he does batteries for hospitals and, and things like the IED, the thing that shocks you whenever you if your heart stops. That's an important battery you want to work. Defibrillator, there you go. Uh, yeah. I so, figured they'd just plug that one into the wall to give you the most juice out of that thing. No, a lot of those, <laughs> like in those, uh, um, those uh, are are portable. Yeah, like I know. in those things, and they got to have a battery in it to shock you. Well, when I see one, I'm going to try it out with you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be worse than being the stun gun. <laughs> Oh, you, you, that yeah, it is. It'll stop your heart if it's working. You don't. Watch it. It's a bad idea. I don't. I don't think you're supposed to go around shocking people with those. Less absolutely, they need it. It's just a bad idea. It doesn't doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. Stun gun. You mean being tasered? Don't, don't you remember back? What was it? That emergency nine one or emergency? 
Rampart. Yeah, whatever. What, when we were kids, remember when that you could hear that machine on that thing go? <laughs> oh, before it, yeah, the paddles you're talking yeah. about. Here. Yeah, nice stuff. Anyway, that's what jumper cables do to a car. They jumpstart its heart. Right, right. Yeah, that's what we do. So anyway, uh, but yes, uh, batteries available for everything. Check them out at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar and La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate batteries, battery for every need, are the highest quality. No question in there. All right, let's grab uh, Curtis real quick. Good morning, Curtis. Thanks. It's Brian, right? Yes, sir. And, and Kevin's there? Yes, sir. Is Kevin the uh, manager there at the El Cajon store? No, sir. That's Chris Graham. That's Chris. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. No, Kevin Kevin runs the transmission par- department, uh, our building department up in Escondido. Okay, yeah, I forget. I met Chris just one time. No worries. Real nice guy. Well, thank you. Um, well, it's, it's nice when people have friendly, professional attitudes that, uh, you know, wait on you. It's it's a lost art these days. It You're not kidding, my friend. I totally agree with you. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, the the Lexus I called you about last week. Yes, sir. The, the pump isn't leaking. It's the uh, high-pressure line. Okay, cool. And I got a question, but it, it goes from the uh, pump, goes up the high-pressure line, then it goes up. Very high to mm-hmm. the back of the engine, mounts there, but it turns into metal line for a couple feet. Then it goes straight back down to the rack and pinion. Correct. It's a that's a long line. Yeah. Yeah, it's real long and it's a bit expensive. But my question is, is when I disconnect both ends, do I work it out and pull it out through the top? Yes, that of the engine bay. Yes, it will come out the top of the engine bay. Uh, it's it's it's. Just, <laughs> That Toyota has this famous thing about making these really long power steering lines for some reason. Well, I don't know why they do it, but they I do. I wondered. Yeah, that's one. Them and Nissan. Nissan does well, the same thing. You know what? A lot of 80s cars back in the day, the front wheel drives, they always put the pump on the front of the engine so they had to wrap. The, and some of them would take it around the side or the thing. And, and it's just one of those things that's just wiggling that line in there to get it in and out. Yeah. Just, yeah, you don't want to bend it. When you well, the old one doesn't matter; it's leaking. You're taking it out, but when you put the new one in, obviously the metal part of it, we don't want bending it. Uh, so you got you got to finesse it in there. But yeah, it it will go in and and uh, just a little bit of work and get her all mounted properly. Nobody pulls the uh, hood just to make it a little easier. We don't. No, no. I mean, you could. That's an option, well, but we don't. So so I get frustrated and want to do that. I can do that, but well, yeah, you can always take the hood off. Just that, that's a two-person job, though. There because you don't want to scratch anything or break the windshield or anything like that. So you got to be careful doing that, obviously. But yes, I mean that, that is an option for sure. And uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, oh, the uh, the 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 uh, the pump end of the line uh, has a like a banjo uh, uh-huh. fitting. Uh huh. And it goes, it, it, it's, I, I guess it goes uh, just under the high-pressure switch. Okay. So do, uh, I'm going to be careful, but uh, the switch, uh, the switch, uh, got to be careful with the switch, uh, easy to break. Well, yeah, the, especially the, the plastic on the top of those where, where uh, the connector plugs in. Just be gentle with it. And then uh, these are all compression-like or washer fitting, so like 20. 15 20 foot pounds of torque get it real snug uh yeah yeah somewhere right around there i don't know off the top of my head i mean uh, by feel yeah correct yeah yeah just yeah snug and most of them use a copper uh, uh compression washer underneath of them so um yeah just nice and snug and 
you you can feel it, you know, if okay. you do it. Yeah, and then then that they won't leak, so it'll be fine. Do you remember how often these pressure switches uh, leak? Because it's coming up from high. So my worst mistake would be that it's leaking too, but it, it's coming straight down on top of the pressure switch and down to the side of the pump. Yeah, and we don't replace a lot of those. So I mean, do they fail sometimes? Yes, but not usually not. So. No, and it's uh, yeah, and and luckily you figured out it's a hose because hose even it, it, and we talked about stop leak uh, before and why it's not a good idea. But even in this case, even worse idea because this wouldn't stop a hose leak. Stop right. leak wouldn't. Yeah, so so I'm glad you figured out what the cause was. Okay, I guess that's about it. Hey, do do uh, do you have a lot? Uh, do you have time for one more question, sure. or uh, do you want to move on because no. you might have a lot of callers waiting? No, shoot, go ahead. We got gotcha. you. Uh, it's just a. Uh, it's. Um, I blew my head gasket on the Geo Metro, but it, it showed signs of leaking mm-hmm. uh, about a month before it, it blew on me. And uh, uh, by by ingesting coolant or leaking externally. Uh, internally. Okay, so it was but ingesting. I did a high pressure radiator test, and uh-huh. I've used those in the past a lot at a shop when I was wearing a shop. So it didn't lose pressure for a half hour. So I said, "Man, this is crazy." So then uh, I kept, but the radiator cap showed um, it was very leaky. So I put a new one on, and and when I tested the old one and the new one with the uh, pressure tester, mm-hmm. the new cap sealed great on the pressure tester, and the old one was completely leaky. So I thought, bingo. But anyhow, um, didn't use water for a couple of weeks, and then about three, four weeks later, it started to use water again. Uh-huh. But the weather did cool down. It was like from September toward October, something like that. Gotcha. All I can say is uh, about three weeks later, and I mean, I'm looking at the, um, I'm precisely looking at the uh, overfill bottle and everything. It wasn't using water for two, three weeks. Then it started to use a little bit again. And then, so I kept an eye on it and it didn't. And then anyhow, it finally uh, used a whole lot and my temperature gauge didn't read a whole lot uh, uh, heat before it blew. It blew before my gauge got real hot and it, it was a consistent working gauge. So it, it, it frustrated me that um, so it, that that happens sometimes. It was just leaking under certain conditions. Yeah, especially when they first start and and temperature of the engine and that can make a difference. Obviously, when you pressure test it, it was uh, cold. I've seen them yeah. where they only leak yeah. cold. I've seen them where you know they tend to leak more when they're operating warm. So it just depends. Um, but then eventually it gets bad enough that it can it does it all the time. All right. So. Yep. I just messed with my head. I felt bad. I screwed <laughs> it up. Uh, oh, when it, when I pulled it over, I made a stupid mistake. Uh, it, the engine didn't feel hot, but I put uh, the radiator was extremely low. I put water in the radiator, uh-huh. and, and it's it's all stalled engine because it overheated. And oh, I probably geez. warped the heck out of the head. But when I put the water in, I could hear ping, 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 and I just I said I just screwed up. I I imagine I just shattered my head in a million cracks. I, I didn't like that sound. No, yeah, you can quench it, and it's it's tough on it. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, we try not to overheat them like that. The radiator it it guzzled a little bit through the into the head. I imagine the cool passages, and I just imagine I cracked the heck out of that head. Um, eh, it depends. I mean, it's hard to say, but but yeah, definitely uh, not not the uh, best idea. We like like them to cool down before doing so. And I always and I always want to tell you in this case it wasn't bad for you but uh pulling a radiator cap off of something that's hot to put in you can get burned too if you're not careful as you know 
Yeah, I had a big fat towel, but uh, so uh, Geo Metro three cylinders. It was a, a ninety uh, um, ninety seven. Uh, are those heads crackers? Do they crack easy? Uh, I don't think we didn't have a lot of head cracked on those. We did some head gaskets here and there on them, though, for sure. Okay, I had the head set up real good. I bought I put a rebuilt head on it, which uh, the valve the valves weren't uh, set up. Uh, the li- they the weren't set properly. The load was way too tight. Oh, gotcha. And I kept burning valves, and I got really pissed, and I had to do, like, uh, you know, um, bleed down the lifters and get put weak springs on there. I had to figure it out. So I got the head all set up, and now I just, uh, I just hope I didn't ruin the head because, you know, okay, that's about it. Yeah. Thank you. No worries, man. Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for being a listener. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Thanks a lot for your, all your expertise. No problem. Happy to share. Take care, Curtis. Bye. So, good questions, though. Well, I, you know, I want to touch on his head gasket thing because he sure. was talking about he didn't use water for a while. Because what it was making me think is is he probably already had a little damage with the gasket there. And it probably was because I've, I've had them before where, where you pressure test them or you do a coolant test and you still don't get them. But when the car gets warm, it might seep a little bit out of there. Or something, you know what I mean? Because the head and everything Correct. is moving around. But then it gets cold and everything cinches back together and it's not... It's not technically blown, I mean, per se, by trying to do a, a test on it or something. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, when the head gaskets first start to fail, you might get problems like he said he was having. So, I mean, that is tip, very typical. Yeah. I just, uh, it just took me back to some of the times. I, I don't, we don't tend to see as many blown head gaskets. I mean, the gaskets are better than they used to be and stuff like that. Than, well, engineering of the entire oh, yeah, is yeah. way better than it used to be. And they do put a little more clamping surface between the water jackets and the combustion chambers. And, they, you know, they, they, they've got it. I got to say, engines, even transmissions last a lot longer. I mean, well, I mean, 100,000 miles a car used to be done in the 70s. I mean, you, you may not even get that far out of them. Correct. I mean, and nowadays... Two hundred thousand, three fifty. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, you, depending what you do with it, and if you service it, and and uh, depending who's driving it, I mean, somebody that's light footed, the, their transmission will tend to last a lot longer because they don't create a lot of heat friction. I mean, because that's what kills everything. And servicing it, which helps a ton to stay on top of it. You service your vehicle properly, and you don't abuse the crap out of it. Yeah, you can get a lot of miles out of it. Well, and a perfect example is I was talking to the guy at the machine shop not too long ago, and this he's an older guy that's owned the machine shop forever. And I was talking to him. I said, you know, the funny thing is back in the day, you'd pull a head off a car, you'd have 80,000 miles on it, and you would have ring groove in it. You wouldn't be able to see, you know, you wouldn't be able to see the uh, cross hatches in it anymore. Well, but not ring groove in the head, though, in the block. No, no in know. the block. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, there's... He goes, my perfect reason for it was, or his reason was, he said, number one, they make better, the rings are made out of better metal, so they don't have to be as as thick as they used to, so they don't scrub the cylinder walls, because now you can pull a head off a car, it got to have 150, 200,000 miles on it, you still see crosshatch in there, and it's not even, the cylinder's not even worn. Correct. So, and, and it's just because of the better metal, so they thinned out the uh, the rings, and it can still hold the compression, and so it doesn't scrub the walls, and so things just last a lot longer. You know, they, their, their their technology has increased. Yes, it's, and it, it's doing good. Correct. And the other thing, well, now we have some cars that have oil ring problems, so that suck oil up and burn well, them. And like that crazy. might be part of it because they they're trying to go to thinner rings so they don't damage the wall, and then they they, they you know for whatever reason they use the wrong metal or or whatever. 
could have an issue with the bore. Who knows? Engineering-wise, they, they do make some mistakes here and there. But for the most part, things are getting better. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And the quality is getting better, and, and they're lasting way longer. And we're not seeing some of the issues we used to. But then we see other issues. I mean, we see more drivability issues, electronic stuff now than we ever used to. Why? Because we have more electronics on cars. Well, one of the things that we see a lot of is, the, like, plastic... Uh, and th- that's a reason that they went to plastic, but a-, a lot of cars now, I mean, and everybody's doing it, uh, you'll see where the coolant ate through it and, you know, the intake goes bad or the, or the, cool- or the uh, thermostat housing went bad because it was made out of plastic. And everybody's like, well, why do they go to plastic? Well, they're going to plastic because the government's making them get better fuel mileage and this is how they're lightening the cars up. So, I mean, the, the, the car manufacturers have to do some of this because they have no other choice to do it. So Correct. So, well, and they're always engineering. I truly think to make a better quality product is what we're there, especially these days. Um, you know, in the, the late 70s, early 80s, they were putting out a lot of stuff that wasn't of high quality. The Japanese started doing a better job. Everybody had to step up. So the quality is definitely way better, way better. Um, as we're talking away this morning, and we'll take your calls, anything automotive related, 888-344-1170. It's 888-344-1170. But I did want to remind folks, uh, if you uh, have a really cool car and you want to get in on this this morning at 10 a.m., uh, 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 Brett uh, Gand it put together a uh, um, at 10 o'clock this morning, people meeting at Ferrari of San Diego to uh, do uh, this run for uh, a young gentleman named R.C., uh, they're going to do a, in it's a run for RC, the race car kid. Uh, he's a young boy, just turned 11. He's got muscular dystrophy and they're going to do this. They got 75 cars going already. So if you got a cool car, you got a Ferrari, Lamborghini, uh, anything like that, uh, yeah, uh, anything. He likes all kinds of sports cars, all kinds of high end cars. Um, the young gentleman's really in the car. So if you can make that this morning at 10 a.m., uh, break out your car. It'd be a good cruise. It's a beautiful day to get your car out for sure. And, and I just want to say, if he missed his window of opportunity today, day, today, uh, but we'll go ahead and extend that he can call anytime he wants to call, like next week or whatever. Absolutely, so, RC. So, we're happy to talk to you about cars anytime, my friend. So, uh, um, but I did want to remind folks if you are available for that, uh, uh, get out there and and uh, and uh, make sure and uh, um, join in. It's always good stuff. So, and uh, like I said, this young man, he loves cars. So they're trying to give him an opportunity. And I thank uh, Brett Gann for putting this together and working on this. Uh, very thoughtful of you, my friend, uh, to do so. So good stuff. And I don't blame him for loving cars. I just like mechanical things. <laughs> Anything mechanical, it's me. <laughs> cars, motorcycles, etc. But yes, yeah. So um, this morning we've been talking about uh, information to get your car fixed properly. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of different things that can happen with a car, like we mentioned, and and uh, um, Mike called in uh, talking about uh, a specific code that's a five volt reference code, one, which is a great thing for this topic and show because of of this show today because of the fact that it has a lot to do with any little information that how this is happening or when something glitches uh, on a vehicle in, in that kind of scenario helps to start the process and make it. E- um, easier to duplicate and then move forward diagnosing it, which all is all is very important. So, no questions. Well, I got to tell you, when I first looked at that code too, when I had like the first time I did, it was kind of a confusing thing because it was it was it, when you look in the manual, it's like listing all these things, and you're like, 
you're like, where do I start? Especially because I'm out driving this car and it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? And this guy's and and this guy's defense too that owns the car. He was like. It's only happened twice in two months, <laughs> so it's, he didn't even, you know, he didn't even have a lot of information that he could give me other than this is, you know, he gave me when it did happen, but we're talking two months, so that's a lot of miles on a car. You know, if you're driving this car every day, that's a lot of miles on a car every two months, so you're like, okay, where do I start? And we found a wire that was shorted? Yes. Well, it's not, I, I, it was shaved, so it's just touch every once in a while. There we go. Okay, cool. Well, that that will end the resolve then. All right, let's real quick uh, grab Frank before we wrap it up here. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? We're doing awesome. How about you? Oh, uh, pretty good. I, okay, I already told you I waxed both of the cars, and I uh, changed <laughs> the oil in my truck. And now my daughter's commandeering me to change the oil in her car. Well, she's, she's, a, she's a Corolla. She's finding jobs for you to keep you busy. <laughs> she wants to oh, keep. Yeah. She wants to keep Dad busy and keep his mind working and. <laughs> yeah. Well, Toyota's got that funny little gas, your little plastic, uh, what do you call it, oil filter. So I had to buy that special uh, tool. tool to take it off with. Yeah, oh, it's good. I, that Corolla's got a canister-style oil filter? Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you want to be careful with those oil filter caps because they tend to, if you put them on too tight, boy, getting them off, you end up cracking them. So one of those things. That's, that's why I'm calling. What, what is the torque on that? Uh, it's not a lot. No, because you know why? The O-ring that goes around it is actually what seals yeah. it. So you don't have to crank the other part down. That's not sealing it as you're cranking it down like that. So I, I want to say, I've never actually looked it up, but it's normally, you know, because, you know, especially as you do this job forever, you can kind of feel it, you know, something's tight and I just want to just snug it up. But uh, I want to say... 20, 20 foot pounds tops. Uh, not even foot. Oh. Not even, that's probably tops. Too I, it's probably too much, but I'm just saying the O-ring, because the O-ring doesn't seal going towards it. It just seals I, as it I, goes up in the cylinder. I would bet you the spec for that is by inch pounds even. It could be. That maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's not. because I've, I've, I've got an inch pound. If you could tell me what that would be. Yeah, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look. Shoot me an email and I'll look it up for you when I get to the shop and I can I can tell you exactly what it is. But, well, if you're going there today, <laughs> yeah, no, I am I'm going. I'm going up to Escondido in a bit. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 o'clock. Um, gotcha. And the other thing is that the uh, reason I was worried about it because it's plastic, you know. Uh, yes, and, correct. And uh, I always just hand tighten the other ones. And uh, uh, God, let me get my breath here. I'm well, I got to be honest with you. If you tighten it about the way you tighten a normal oil filter, it'll be just right. Uh-huh. I'm telling you now, it's about the same because you don't over-tighten okay. a normal oil filter either. Well, that's the thing, too, because it, 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 the normal oil filter ha- crushes down the O-ring. Yeah. The other one, the O-ring goes sideways. You get, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, so just, it's just about the same same hand hand uh, pressure. You don't want to crank it down, that's for sure. So, anyway. in, in, the, in the drain plug, about 25, you think? Inch pounds, maybe. Yeah, not foot pounds. <laughs> you, you just want to, you know, when you feel that gasket starting to crush, that's when you stop. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Just, just snug. Not. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going anywhere as yeah, long as it's not leaking. Yeah, she doesn't live with me, so I don't know. You know, oh, I'm, gotcha. I'm not going to be able to check it after she gets the hot and runs around. Well, you know. All right. Well, shoot me an email if I can help you out with that. I am going up there today. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up the show. Thanks for the call, Frank. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. All right, you guys. Good right. talking with you. Take care. Same here. All right, everybody out there, keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. Thanks for joining Auto Talk Radio this morning here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be back next Saturday with more information. This has been Auto Talk Radio.
until next Saturday. For all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.